the epistles of Paul the Apostle to Titus and Philemon, from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Farrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. The Epistle of Paul the Apostle to Titus. Chapter 1. Paul, a servant of God, but an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the furtherance of the faith of the elect of God, and a full knowledge of truth, of that coming from a religion founded upon a hope of eternal life, which was proclaimed by God, who cannot lie, before everlasting times, but manifested in our own days, his message, for the preaching of which I have been appointed by a command of God our Saviour, to Titus, a true son in a common faith, blessing and peace from God, Father, and Christ Jesus our Saviour. I left you in Crete for this purpose, that you might set affairs right upon a permanent basis, and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If any one is blameless, a man of one wife, having believing children, and not under accusation for profligacy or vice, for an overseer ought to be irreproachable as a divine steward, neither brutish nor passionate, nor a drunkard, nor a rioter, nor avaricious, but on the contrary, hospitable, beneficent, grave, just, godly, temperate, and capable to teach the reason of the faith, so that he may be able both to advise in the healthy doctrine and to convince its opponents. For there are many insubordinate silly talkers and deceivers, especially from among the circumcision, whom he ought to bridle. Such men overturn whole families, teaching, for the sake of dirty profit, what they ought not. Some one of their own poets says of them, The Cretans always lie, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This statement is a truth. For this reason, reprove them sharply, so that they may become healthy in the faith, not following after Jewish fictions, and led by human ordinances to pervert the truth. Everything is pure with the pure, but with the corrupted and unfaithful, nothing is pure. On the contrary, both their mind and conscience are corrupt. They profess to know God, but they deny Him by their actions, being disgusting and apathetic and careless about any good work. Chapter 2 But you must speak what accords with the healthy teaching, that the elder men should be sober, grave, sensible, sound in faith, love, endurance. The elder women similarly should be priest-like in deportment, neither slanderous nor addicted to much wine, teachers of good, so that they may sober down the young women to be lovers of their husbands, lovers of children, quiet, pure, housewifely, innocent, obedient to their own husbands, so that the message of God may not be blasphemed. In the same way, advise the young men to self-control, making themselves models of a noble life in everything, instructing with pure, grave, healthy, incontestable reason, so that the opposition may be ashamed when they have nothing vile to say about us. Slaves should be obedient to their own masters, trying to give satisfaction in everything, neither contradicting nor robbing, but on the contrary, showing goodness with fidelity, so that they may adorn the teaching of God our Saviour in everything. 
For the gift of God revealed salvation to all men, having disciplined us so that we may reject impiety and the lusts of the world, and that by living soberly and righteously and reverently in the present age, we must wait patiently the blessed hope and manifestation of rectification from the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, so that he might redeem us from all lawlessness, and purify for himself a select people, zealous for beautiful works. Inculcate these matters, and exhort and reprove impartially, letting none treat you with contempt. Chapter 3 Remind them to be submissive to governors and authorities, to be ready to obey in every good work, to speak evil of no man, not to vituperate, but to be peaceable, well-behaved, showing courtesy to all men. For we ourselves also were once thoughtless, disobedient, unsettled, slaving for lusts and various pleasures, passing our lives in vice and depravity, hateful and hating each other, but when the kindness and philanthropy of God our Savior appeared, not as the result of what we had accomplished in works of righteousness, but as the effect of his own mercy, he saved us by a labor of regeneration and restoration of a spirit of holiness, which he richly poured out upon us through our Savior Jesus Christ, so that being made righteous by that gift, we might become by hope inheritors of eternal life. This matter is true, and I desire you to constantly insist upon these things, so that the believers in God may stand forth as being anxious for a noble life. That is noble and profitable to men. But prohibit foolish discussions and genealogies and quarrels and legal contentions, for they are profitless and vain. Depose a pretentious man after advising him once or twice, perceiving that such men dodge and sin, although self-convicted. When I send Artemis to you, or Tychicus, make haste to come to me in Nicopolis, for I have decided to winter there. Provide at once for Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos, so that nothing may be wanting to them. And further, let our people learn to advance in noble habits, so that they may not be indifferent towards those who are in want. All my companions send regards to you, regards to all who love us in faith. May blessing be with you all. The End of the Epistle of Paul the Apostle to Titus The Epistle of Paul the Apostle to Philemon Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, and the brother Timothy, to our friend and fellow worker Philemon, and to the dear Aphia, and to our fellow-soldier Archippus, and to the congregation in your house. Blessing and peace to you from our Father God and Lord Jesus Christ. When I give thanks to my God, I always make mention of you in my prayers, for I hear of your love and the faith which you have to the Lord Jesus and to all the holy so that your energetic unity in the faith may advance into a recognition of every benefit there is for us in Christ. For I had pleasure and consolation from your friendship, and, brother, the feelings of the holy are comforted by you. Although I might have complete freedom in Christ to demand an unusual thing of you, I would rather beg it for love. I am your old Paul, now also a prisoner for Christ Jesus." 
I beg of you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my captivity, he who was once useless to you, but now useful both to you and me, whom I have sent back. And now receive him, for he is my darling, whom I would like to have retained with me, so that instead of you he might serve me in the bondage of the gospel. But without your consent I wished to do nothing, so that your benevolence might not be from necessity, but out of free will. Perhaps for this reason indeed he was removed from you for a short time, so that you might have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a dear brother, especially so to me, but how much more to you both in body and in the Lord. If therefore you have any sympathy with me, receive him as myself. But if he has wronged or owes you anything, charge that to me. I, Paul, have written with my own hand, I will repay it, yet I need not tell you that you also owe your own self to me. No, brother, make me happy in the Lord spontaneously. Comfort my feelings in Christ. I have written to you, confident of your acquiescence, for I know that you will do more than I ask. And therefore, also, prepare me a lodging, for I hope by your prayers to be welcomed by you. Epaphras, my fellow soldier in Christ Jesus, and my fellow workers, Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, send regards to you. The blessing of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. The end of the epistle of Paul to Philemon, and the end of the epistles of Paul the Apostle to Titus and Philemon. Recording by Mark Penfold.